0: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to be able to come alongside families doing transracial adoption. Because when I see these families, it just is like a small picture to me of like where we talk about all nations of every tribe and tongue before the throne of God, worshiping him in holiness and splendor and this intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. And when I see these families who just say, you know what? There are kids out there that need families that need homes. And we want to be that family, no matter what ethnos they come from. Right. They are a part of the, of humanity, one race, even if they are of another ethnicity, which is a beautiful small picture of what heaven will be like in glory.
1: This is it. Left hands with the heavy I scared of I scared of to share twice on a Welcome to the a More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins.
0: Here we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in a, in a more, more excellent way.
1: way. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So we're on this podcast and what we're going to do in these next couple of episodes, we're going to go back to some of these fun interviews you've gotten to hear from some four amazing friends of ours, well, really more than four. And we're just going to go through and like Nicole and I, what we like about this is this is the natural way in which this podcast was birthed really, y'all. Where We would go out and talk (laughs) to family and friends in the community and then we would spend time at home just processing the things that God has spoke to our heart, what we learned from them, how we were inspired by them.
1: Right. I read a quote today that says deep conversations with the right people are priceless. And so (laughs) I think just even being able to sit down, it was so invaluable just being able to hear the Brooks, just their journey through what it's meant for them to cross culturally transracially like adopt and the process that had to go on. And I think shifting off foundational belief, I think, are things that they've taken in in the world around them. And now we're adopting across yeah
0: (laughs) so let me before let's do a few housekeeping things so we don't forget so if you have not heard those previous interviews please go back they before this one i can't remember what number we're at Mm -hmm. but this four one with the brooks which we're going to talk about today then we got to talk with the Booker family about financial, for the how they conquered their finances together. Then we talked to the Hicks about owning their, their moves. It was beautiful, those three. And then we got to talk to our friend Debbie about honoring God and her singleness.
1: Yeah, so that one just came out this week. And so if you want, for this particular one, we're going to be... Um Bouncing off of episode fifty three, so yeah.
0: and one yeah. more. So even as we're doing this, we are in the midst, thankful for the belong ministry of New Heights Church. They are going to be hosting a a conference talking about uh, transracial placements in adoption and foster care and ways to address them. And I and My beautiful wife. We get to um, host that. uh, And that will be on April the 18th from 1 to 4 p.m. You can go to A More Excellent Way Facebook page and you can see the link for that if you know of families in the area. So I don't know how many, how much seating there is. I don't even know if I'm even supposed to be inviting the public, but here you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we want to just let you know about that. And what we hope to have happen at that one is we ha- hope to have some adult children who have gone through transracial adoption, sharing their story yeah. and some other families sharing their stories, because this is why we're doing this topic even more today. Nicola right. We've had a lot of friends over the years. We've watched through this journey and it's been beautiful to watch.
1: Right. And if it just so happened that You know, that's more of a closed house kind of a thing. This will not be the last time James and I have conversations about transracial adoption. I feel like it's near and dear to our hearts. And we just I think these conversations are priceless, you know, and so.
0: There we go. So let's set the context. I guess one way of saying this is. Well, one, the Brooks did a phenomenal job and we thank them so much. And Absolutely. I want to draw some key points out of one, us walking with the Brooks in their journey and even listening to their podcast. And what I appreciated was their intentionality and willingness just to be open, one. Mm-hmm. Two, even with them having been raised in predominantly white areas in the South, uh, Selma and um, near Atlanta in the Georgia area. Right both of them as they adopted they were both willing to go back and revisit the story and perspective that they had right. growing up in majority culture and then tried to do the best they could to one create community for them that helped them see God's kingdom from a different perspective and particularly not even just God's kingdom one that is one but as it, as we're trying to live it out here in this world
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. really it. Mm-hmm.
0: Seeing, you know, how we're living that lives out how that may look different than how they were raised.
1: Right to just being able to like reevaluate like their cultural experiences and whatever they picked up directly and indirectly about ethnicity. And as a term that's used in America race, you know, know, what it means to be black or white or Latin or what have you. Can I catch
0: one nuance you just did there? And that's mm -hmm. good what you did, Nicola. You know, we totally agree and espouse to the view that there is one race, there is one human race. Mm -hmm. Now the term race does get construed because in a time in modern history, Really, people begin to use the term race to de, to, to delineate Devaluate. really skin color. Mm-hmm. Right. And they use it to create this idea of which race is superior, which one is inferior. Right. But that's not really a biblical view. One, because that is that violates the Imago Day that all people are created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are these divine distinctives or sacred distinctives. Amen. Ethnicity is created and given by God and therefore has worth and value. Gender is created and given by God, therefore has worth, worth and value. So anyway, Amen. we just want, so I just caught that little nuance you did. There.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> so we've been very specific in how we're using those terms. We're really, we talked about transracial adoption. I did that because that's language that people understand, right. but there's no other race besides human, but is really trans ethnic,
1: right? Thank you. That's good. I like that. Trans ethnic ethnic there we go
0: <laughs> Yeah, adopting across ethnic lines
1: yes yeah. so yeah I, it, the just being able to sit back and just kind of hear what that journey was like for them it's been really good and just seeing how hard they've worked to like not only you know when it's bringing their children in not only saying here here's our culture and now this is what you get to um, live by this is how you you assimilate to us but it's You know, one of the things that Paige was talking about how he grew up and it was just what back in the 70s he's an 80s kid kind of a thing one era of a t- town was the white side of town and the black side of town but now as he's adopted and bring children who are both African American or Hispanic background and Hispanic background into his home it's not the black side of town white side of town all of that is right there in his house in his home mm. in his living room and so what does this begin to mean from this point on and what does this mean for them having white parents what does this mean for us us being a white parent to them and one of the things that was very striking for me that Ashley was talking about she was saying how you know we just know that God God called us And he will equip us, you know, like the sense of I don't have to be a black mom. I don't have to be a Hispanic mom. I can be my all my whiteness, you know, that sense of she can be white or from her cultural experience and know that God is going to equip them with what they need to raise the children. And also that. Being open, recognizing that their children need to be spoken into from people from their culture, ethnic background that's had, you know, the, the journey of what it means to be black, what it means to be Hispanic and kind of just speaking into their children realizing that they didn't have all the answers. And so therefore they were open or went seeking some of the, the, the little nuances that they weren't maybe aware of, you know.
0: And I like even where Ashley was talking, because even though, let's see, yeah, I love even in Ashley's maternal instincts to like, mm-hmm. you know, these are my babies. I want to raise my babies. I want to take care of my babies. That vulnerability and humility she had to demonstrate to say, yeah. I am their mother and I have this instinct to want to care. Mm-hmm. But there are some things here now ethnically that are different to me. I need some help. What does it mean to take to give them good skin care? What does it mean to learn how to do their hair? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Even just watching Paige and Ashley be so intentional and even how they take in just cultural messages. What we hear on media, what theologically their children are exposed to and those messages and how it's framed. Because if we're not careful, we can so quickly because we might have been raised in one particular cultural or ethnic experience. Mm -hmm. We just create this filter. Yeah. That can make us feel and hear things a certain way. But when we have brothers and sisters in Christ who are faithfully following Jesus, reading his word, being led by the spirit, that they might see something because of what in their culture that they've learned. Let me back up. stop. Mm -hmm. What I like also in Paige's story is, There are like, there's this part when we talk about, we talked about ethnicity and race, then there's the term culture. Mm -hmm. Culture is like kind of customs, values, courtesies, language, arts, those kinds of things. And so what I like about that page and Ashley have done, they try to incorporate things that are redeemable from their culture. There are some things in culture that are against the kingdom of God and against the will of God and we need to evaluate those things.
1: Right, yeah. But
0: there's also gold nuggets in those things. We all have cultural influences. Yeah. Some of us are just more aware of it than others and that's not even just like period. Every human being is more some human beings are more aware of it than others.
1: That's true. Yeah. And
0: so what I like for Paige and Ashley, though, coming from majority culture and being raised in majority culture, learning theology in majority, majority culture, culture. Mm-hmm. it could just become so just like the norm for them. Mm-hmm. And that's OK. But it's made them go back and say, wait a minute, what are some things in my culture that don't line up with the will of God? Mm. And I need to check those things. Mm-hmm. And what are mm-hmm. things that maybe I've learned or been told about other people's cultures that aren't true, or that maybe I don't see? Mm-hmm. And how do I find those things that are beautiful in their culture that line up with the truth and will of who God is?
1: Right. And that's right. been
0: beautiful to watch them. And how not only is is happening in their family. Mm -hmm. But I see how they do it in the church and different ministries ministries that they do in in the city of New Orleans, which is like the city of it is multicultural and not all of it. Good. Not all of it bad. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think that takes discipline. That's what I appreciate about Paige and Ashley. We, any of us, black, white, Hispanic, Latino, we could easily just get into our lane, say our lane is the lane and not be willing to do that work but also because we don't do the work we um we can, can we can miss out too
1: I like that you say use the word discipline and the word work because it takes that kind of intentionality and it will like You know, when you have a belief and you've had it for so long and generations and then it's like, wait a minute, now I'm seeing something new and different. Like how in the world do I take that in alongside what I've been taught and Mm -hmm. has everything I've been taught wrong or What of it is good, or what can I toss out that's not, you know, like you're saying, kingdom, or as as right, or as practical, you know, for the culture that we currently live in, you know, one of the things even talking about cultural aspect, how that even changes, because what she was saying, like twelve years ago, it was not as common for uh, white, it wasn't as prominent as it is today for white families to adopt black children or children from a, you know, brown or you know, different cultural or ethnic lines and how, you know, it was just more a narrow thing at that time. Now it's a little bit more broad. And so I can imagine like some of the challenges it was like not, you know, having as much of the information or knowledge that's available today, say if I was a white mom trying to adopt cross-culturally. And so just being able to restructure some of the narrative, I guess, that was not or is not beneficial or good when you're thinking about a group of people.
0: And I think another part I want to go to in their story that I'm going to back it up in a way. It's like the Bible tells us to raise a child in the way that they should go. Mm -hmm. And so you see, we could, there is ethnicity we're talking about here, but that's not the main part, but just their intentionality. Mm-hmm. This is a child that God brought into my house. We prayed, we trusted him and we believe he brought him here. And so how do we as parents, mm-hmm. not just like you said earlier, make the child come to where we are, but how do we come alongside our children? And that could be children born to your home biologically. Right. But definitely when we think about it in adoption, I love when I watch all of our adoptive parents Mm
1: -hmm. and the
0: work Mm -hmm. they do to do things like, I want to learn about my child's past as much as I possibly can. Right. Because I don't know what they experience. Maybe there's trauma, there's pain, there's hurt, there's cultural things.
1: Mm -hmm. And I
0: want to know that so I can be able to come alongside my child as best Mm -hmm. I can Mm -hmm. to not just make them come be where I am because maybe... I might be that middle class or upper class person who's adopted. And I just want them to kind of come get on my train and come into my life. I want to make this our life. So it's like not Absolutely. only are they coming into my family, I'm coming into their family in a way. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Like we're meeting each other. And I like that in Paige and Ashley's story, they were intentional to do that, mm-hmm. to learn about their children so they could parent them in the way that they need to go. Right. And that that's intentionality, good. and that, like I said, that's a good principle for any parent listening
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right
0: now. How do I know my child? Come into my child's world while I still remain the parent, but come alongside them and say, "God, show me how to come alongside this child, what they're experiencing, how they're experiencing the world." Because that's one lesson we've learned for our girls: <laughs> is kids are always trying their best to make meaning of the world and who they are in it.
1: Yes. Whether
0: you, as the parent, know it or not.
1: Yes. So true, amen.
0: It's amazing how <laughs> our girls—the ways they're interpreting things about how we think about them, or how they think others are perceiving them—and mm-hmm. so we want to be very intentional to try and form those conversations. So that's one thing. Like as walking with the Brooks, we got to see for them that they did with their kids.
1: Right. They're right.
0: always intentional, trying to take you know what media they're taking in, whether the narratives they're taking in,
1: mm-hmm. and how
0: do we as parents come alongside them and knowing how they're putting that story together, so we right. can help disciple them right. from where they are to where God needs them to be.
1: I like that. I like that. And yeah, the intentionality is, is needed. It is not just, we welcome you. And then, and then it's, that's it. You know, it's being curious about them at each stage you know, I just even one of her stories she shared about her daughter is like we had a book and she knows, you know, have pictures and story of her birth mom. And, you know, um, she was so close to that book. And then as the time changes, like the different kind of questions that come along and different parts of the stories that begin to stake out to uh, the daughter and how she has to now come along in, in a different layer and a different level to meet that new need. You know, so it sounds like You know, it's just constantly, continuously changing and they're continuously making sense, like you're saying, of what's what's my story? What's my story? How do I fit in this and how do I fit in our family again? And, you know, just being able to, I think, give reassurance along the along the line, along the journey and not, I guess, allowing fear to keep you separate from from their stories and and the questions that might come up, even though it may, you know, bring up element of pain for either you as a parent or paying for the child and being able to just, um, I think, pause and take in that part of their journey, you know, as it's new for them on a different level. So, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and so we're going to move soon to our excellent point. Mm-hmm. That's what I, also I think in their story, and it reminded me of something I heard um, on a talk from Jackie Hill Perry and where Jackie Hill said, you know, a majority of parents are not out teaching their kids racism in any way. Right. You know, right. Um, well, whatever that means for about, you know, but what she did talk say that that really even pricked my heart was, but our kids are always learning from who we choose to associate with mm-hmm. the people we invite into our homes, in
1: the, homes. the homes
0: we go in and, and, and visit, visit. Mm-hmm. Um, who we do church with community group with life with who we help, what we say about people on TV. Our mm-hmm. kids are always watching that. And kids, once again, are always making meaning. you know, and kids do very simple, concrete ways. Who's good. Who's bad. Who's yeah. you know, that. that yeah. Always doing that. Right. And they're yeah. always trying to make sense of uh, of themselves. So that really start hit me even mm-hmm. to say, wait a minute, because we've always had that commitment for us from a mentor early in our Christian walk many years ago. Was You know, raise your kids to be around people from all backgrounds.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: we have appreciated that.
1: -hmm. And I hope
0: more parents do that in our world today. When you know, and I'm going to blame the darkness of of the kingdom of hell that wants to make us as people be divided against ethnically, gender wants us to be divided, young against old. We got to learn
1: socioeconomic socioeconomic. Thank you, babe. That's good. Abilities, disabilities. There you
0: go. mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. we got. That's one of the. That's the next conversation we got to get is an abilities one.
1: Mm.
0: You guys, if you're our friend and you know you're in the abilities community, we're going to be coming for you. there's beautiful stories there too watching parents um yeah, they made me go into that podcast. Now, anyway, yeah. <laughs>
1: man,
0: but you do want your kids to see that, man. God is at work all around us in so many ways, and so many people, and we can learn. Mm-hmm. I love when we were in seminary and learning from the Korean students about in their fam- in their family and their culture, mm-hmm. the power of a name. That names really I mean know. something. Oh my
1: goodness! Or, yes, and, and so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, what if you're in a space where it's just it's no exposure to any of that, like diversity ethnically culturally like how do you I don't know foster that
0: no that's good because we you know as a therapist I work with um, these families it's a beautiful privilege of mine actually so you know what I appreciate too so there's a many ideas one I'm gonna steal from the Brooks they they did what they could to find friendship they Mm -hmm. did what they could even church Mm -hmm. sometimes I see some families they do uncomfortable things and they they may even switch out of a church they're in to go to a multicultural church or a multi-ethnic church.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: I'm not saying that there has to be that you seek the Lord on that because, you know, um, so that's one.
1: That's one element of exposure, right? We're just brainstorming. Reading.
0: Reading different books,
1: reading it to your kids with your kids. What are you saying? Both. OK, All right. I
0: think for parents, you know, maybe it's like, you know what? I did not really. I learned the very simplistic public school version of our racial history. So one, I would say there's a documentary on uh, Amazon mm. and this one particularly is African-Americans. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm. Uh,
1: is it Many Rivers to Cross? Yep,
0: that's it. Many okay. Rivers Cross by Henry Gates on Amazon. And it's really the story. It's a, a, a beautiful story, narrative of African-American history from the moment that they landed in Jamestown, I think, mm-hmm. up until modern day.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah.
0: Um, so I think that'll give people a good perspective.
1: I think that for me, because I came to America later in life, like, I mean, some high school years. But the thing is, I did not realize how much I did not know about being an African-American. And so it wasn't until I was like homeschooling the girls and I'm going through some of the curriculum. And I was like, hold on wait a minute. <laughs> I think I need to learn some more about what it means for them to also be African American. That's right. You know, because through my mind, I just think, oh, I'm Jamaican, you know, but they, they are also African American. And so then I had to like go back and and learn some stuff because I didn't know some stuff. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know who Maya Angelou was until I was like 14, 15, you know, a friend was like, you don't know who she is. And so I had to go learn, you know, so yeah. What's your next one, go ahead. I just um, wanted to insert that real quick.
0: No, that's good. So, I mean, definitely. So, there is like your church community, forming mm-hmm. friendship communities, mm-hmm. reading materials for you, reading materials for your kids. And even if you need to, if you need to find a therapist where you just create a special, intimate time for you and your family to have someone that maybe has experience in adoption, attachment. Mm-hmm. attachment science mm-hmm. um, and multicultural uh, issues. A therapist that, that can help walk you through some of that has been beautiful sometimes because what I've seen for some kids is just a struggle to when they're the minority is they want to honor their parents. Every child wants to do that.
1: Right. And they right.
0: even kids in adoption form that loyalty and that bond. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they struggle with feeling like they're betraying their parents. I don't want to betray.
1: Yes, yes. yes. By
0: asking questions mm-hmm. because even at home they might, things are going really well at home but at school and youth groups. They're hearing different stories. Right. Kids are asking questions about their hair, their skin color, want to Um,
1: touch, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: And those kids maybe have maybe some of them haven't gotten the best messages about people from other ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. And so they're being challenged because they might be in a predominantly white space because that's the framework we're talking from is most of the friends that we've had. It's been from majority culture, European descent, adopting. Either, you know, Asian,
1: Mm African-American or Hispanic or yeah.
0: There you go. Yeah. So that's the predominant perspective we have in, in talking with this. And it's been an honor and a privilege. Mm-hmm. And we just love that we get to be sometimes it is for some of our friends, that safe place where they can come talk and ask hard, vulnerable questions. Yes. And there's no shame in like, it's okay not to know. Of course you don't know. There's many things many of us don't know. Absolutely. But because of, yeah. of past history of sin, Satan was allowed to erect a barrier that was that was evil and caused us to live, to not know each other well, Live
1: in different corners. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And now um, by the grace of God and through the spirit of God, many people are saying, no, this is not OK. We've got to come together as the body of Christ right across these lines and heal and to unite. And so we're seeing beautiful things happen from that. Yeah. I feel like I good. gave away my excellent point
1: now. <laughs> hey, one of the things that I have done, like for the girls, because we live this in this space and they did not for a while see a lot of outside of our family, a lot of brown skin people. I literally would like pull up YouTube, <laughs> you know, other women doing their hair. Just mm-hmm. I would be selective, um, you know, but just doing the hair, or talking about natural hair mm-hmm. or, or I would pick up things from like if it's a story about on PBS about living in Hong Kong or, Mm -hmm. you know, just an Asian, like I wanted Mm -hmm. to, whether it's Indian, we watch um, Lion, you know, like Indian Culture and just all these different stories of Native stories Americans. Of yeah. Native Native Americans. Yeah. Just I just wanted different stories of different what people. Was that book you did
0: from school. The story of the world. I
1: did story of the world um, with with them, which I've I've liked journeying through um, some aspects of that. Wow, so. when they were
0: t- come talking to me about Egyptian history, I'm like <laughs> what are what? you talking about?
1: <laughs> so I I think you know that's one of the ways that I try and diversify what they don't get to immediately see around them or hear. We can learn a plethora of things through media, of course, being selective, mm-hmm. like, you know, from documentaries and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, That's right yeah,
0: right. <laughs> no, I feel like I just need to hit the button for the fun. Of it. <laughs> there you go. You got your excellent point.
1: <laughs> Uh, we thank you so
0: much. We know that this could be in some ways, if this, this could be a sensitive topic, but man, we just, the main thing when we prayed before this was, we would just want to come alongside those families that are in Northwest Arkansas. We love to say answering the call. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking in children from whatever background that the Lord just chooses to bring in. And yeah. just I honor that vulnerability and I honor the process because it maybe is challenging you to see the world differently than you've ever seen it before. But you've got us, you've got friends in this community that want to support you and walk with you in that. And so we thank you so much for what yeah.
1: you do. Yeah, I think I would am- implore you to continue to join with your children where in their experience and, you know, just having a sense of willingness to continue learning and seeking help and asking questions where you can. um, So you grow with them as they're growing with you. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at a more excel way and check out our website at a more excellent wayrelationship.com Visit klrc.com to learn more about the more excellent
0: way